Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Greetings, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Redefining Reality. This is a little bit of a special one, as it is coming to you on January 1st, 2018. And oh, what a year it's been. 2017, I don't know about y'all, but it has been very, very rich and full of all kinds of experience. Beautiful, connecting experiences, painful uh, isolating type experiences, challenges of all sorts, tests, spiritual tests of all sorts. But we're here. We are here. We made it through. If you're listening to this, you made it through. And for that, we can give thanks. And we can have some gratitude in our hearts for being here and breathing and living and uh, continuing along this cosmic journey. Now, without going into too, too, too much detail, I just want to tell you about a few fun, interesting things that I'm up to that have been part of my life as of late, part of my health practice as of late. I've really been getting into the cold, really been getting into the cold. Up here in Canada, it has consistently been, you know, in the minus double digits. The coldest it got recently was negative 29, negative 29 degrees with the wind chill. That was up at a friend's cottage. Um, And we actually, you know, did a little bit of a snow plunge. We weren't going to get into the ice water, as that just sounds like asking for trouble. But we did strip down to our underwear and take a nice little reclining, lying back chair seat in the snow. And it was very enlivening. Very enlivening. There's a little video on Facebook if you want to check that out. I did that with my friends Blake and Tyler. And uh, Jeremy was behind the camera. But, um, yeah, so the cold, do not fear the cold. If you live in a cold environment and it's winter and you're listening to this, maybe you can recontextualize your relationship to the cold. Start to see the cold as a teacher, a healer, a practice that can strengthen you on every single level, be that cellularly or be that spiritually mentally, emotionally, physically. It is a very, very, very wise thing to do to expose yourself to extremes, not just in cold, but hot as well, right? And pairing your sauna practice with a cold exposure practice can be a fantastic way to do so and a fantastic way to boost your immunity in a very natural sense. So, I mean, you could probably hear it in my voice, in my head. I've got a cold for the past three days. I picked it up while I was out in the... uh, in the cottage experience, not from the cold, mind you. I do not buy into the theory that being cold makes you get a cold. That is an old wise tale that uh, doesn't really jive with science and with my experience. But nonetheless, I did pick something up while I was up there. 
And I think it was more from the delicious chunk of raw cheese that I put inside my bowl of stew. And even though raw cheese is fantastic for a lot of people, uh, it does not seem to do well for me. Now, if that's goat or sheep cheese, that's a different story. But alas, I'm getting distracted by cheese, and you don't need to know the details of any of that. So, getting on to today's show, this is with my friend Emilio Palafox. And Emilio is a very interesting character, very wise, well-spoken, experienced biohacker, uh, man of, you know, pursuing a higher purpose and really being dedicated to the path of personal and spiritual development, professional development, and uh, growth, really growing as an individual uh, and sharing that with other people, whether it was in his coaching business, which he has kind of put on the back burner to pursue something else that we talk about in regards to PEMF and pulse centers, which is really cool stuff. Um or just in, you know, life in general and men's work and being a mentor and listening to people and supporting people. And uh, we had a fantastic conversation that I'm really keen to bring y'all into. But before we get there, I want to share a little bit about some of the sponsors for today. We've got Perfect Keto, which is my favorite go-to source for exogenous ketones, MCT oil powder, and other keto-friendly products that make, you know, a ketogenic lifestyle or fasting-mimicking diet experiments, which is something I'll be bringing on pretty soon, uh, which is essentially a low-calorie ketogenic-esque diet. Anyways, these supplements, these food, these uh, whatever you want to call them, functional foods, powders that Perfect Keto makes that are completely dairy-free and really clean and really tasty, They make that lifestyle and those experiments so much more uh, simple and easy to do and to to thrive through instead of really struggling like many do if they try to water fast, for instance. It can be a pretty rough transition and some exogenous ketones can really smooth things out. So you can go to the link for this episode, which is going to be at brianhardy.ca forward slash Emilio, that's E-M-I-L-I-O, for all of the show notes. And to find a coupon code to save yourself an instant $10 off of their already sale, you know, great sale prices that they've got going on there. I don't know how long those will continue, but uh, for pretty much all of December, I've seen they have some nice heavy discounts. So head on over there, get yourself some ketones and support the podcast by doing so. And the other sponsor I want to talk about is Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic makes medicinal mushroom extracts, and they also are giving away a nice little gift card for you to save. Go to the show notes, find that link, and get yourself some mushrooms. My favorite currently is the Mushroom Coffee with lion's mane and chaga it is delicious it is fast efficient travel friendly and will keep you fueled and focused for many hours throughout the day so those are two recommendations Uh, i also have as always the audible and amazon links up there so if you're going to try out audible please do so through the link or if you're going to buy anything through amazon.ca please do so through the other link because it doesn't cost you anything but it takes a little cut just a little bit, 
out of Amazon's pocket and directs it over to the podcast, which is always much appreciated. Okay, I believe that is all for today. Ah, yes, how could I have forgotten? Qualia, Qualia, the entire whole body brain nootropic. I think that's what they call it, whole body nootropic. Um, Qualia is made by the guys at Neurohacker Collective, and it is something special, truly. And uh, if you're only going to take one supplement stack, this would be the one to take. It's got two steps. They're working on bringing everything into one step, but it's got two steps, and it will turn you on and smooth things out in terms of your focus, your cognitive ability, your physical performance. It's like, you know, the God pill in a sense, and uh, it really does work. And I've tried it. I've used it. I've loved it. I had it at the Bulletproof Conference a few months back for the first time, and uh, those guys are awesome. They are dedicated to quality beyond what most companies are dedicated to in terms of just the ingredients and the sourcing and the therapeutic dosages of those ingredients, which is not common to find. If you look at a lot of nootropics, they will have a thing called a proprietary blend, which has a whole mixture of things, many of which are just a little sprinkling so they can put it on the label and do not confer therapeutic benefit. So Qualia is not that. They are definitely not that. And you can use code BHARDY at checkout to save yourself. I believe it's 15% off of any products, and it could even be a little bit more than that if you do the subscription model. Um, but I believe it's at least 15% is what you will save instantly with the code BHARDY that you input uh, over at Neurohacker Collective. And again, this is all going to be linked up at the show notes. So just go to the show notes. If any of this tickles your fancy, if you're feeling like turning things up another level in 2018 and getting your brain and body firing on all cylinders, then you know where to go. brianhardy.ca forward slash Emilio. And without further ado, and so to get into Emilio's bio, which is beautifully short and sweet for these purposes, and he gets into a bit of the backstory, but essentially he is now the director of business development for Pulse Centers. Before that, he was focused on his work as a high-performance and transformational coach. Uh, we met through the Bulletproof community, and uh, he's been in self-development work for about 20 years, deep inner work for about six years, and biohacking for about six years. And his vision is to end internal suffering by instilling resilience into humanity. His mission is to create space for connection, consciousness transformation and mind body peak performance and his mantra is to inspire people to embrace their hero's journey you can tell why we get along and why i wanted to have him on the show just from that alone so sit back and relax and tune in to this episode of redefining reality with emilio palafox and i'll play you out at the end with a song by my dear brother Jeremy Legault, who is set to explode this year with his musical medicine. And that song is called On a Mission that was recorded live in Mississauga, right near me. Anyways, enjoy the episode, enjoy the song, and uh, you know where to reach me if you want to connect, if you want to feel good for this new year and lose some weight and turn on your brain and heal your gut and all those things, you know where to reach me. And I'm here to help. Be well and enjoy this interview. Ciao, friends. So, yeah, so thank you for joining me. 
on this episode of Redefining Reality. I'm here with my friend Emilio Palafox. Is it Palafox? How do we say that properly? Uh, Palafox. Palafox. Mm-hmm. Emilio Palafox. And we have connected through the wonderful world of biohacking and bulletproof and, you know, optimizing these these selves, these beings that we are. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when we spoke last time, I was just like totally um, inspired and just, you know, energized um, because of all the various things that we were able to really, you know, dive into and share on. And we will get, definitely get into a lot of that fun stuff. But before we do that, I would love for you to give us a little bit of the backstory, right? Everyone has a story and everyone has their own journey into this world or into the world of health or wellness or self-development. And uh, I wonder if you could take us through maybe, you know, a few of the, if you can identify them, a few of the sort of like pivotal moments in your life that have led you to being the man you are today and doing the work that you do today. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love these types of questions because as a high performance and transformational coach that I used to do, you know, now I'm focused on some other things right now, but, uh, I always kind of have that as a core of myself. And, you know, I usually love to, and always ask very kind of powerful questions. And it's nice to kind of be on the flip side of things where, uh, you know, time for myself to go back and, and really kind of, you know, answer those types of questions. So along those lines, um, so yeah, let's, let's kick it off. Um, my journey. Well, and why I'm the man I am today. So great question. You know, I will say this, since I was a little kid for the longest time I can remember, I've always had this burning, burning desire to end suffering, um, and, and really help people. And, you know, I had a, you know, kind of a challenging childhood. I think everybody kind of goes through their, um, childhood and, and challenges and peaks and valleys. And, um, you know, with mine, you know, I saw a lot of people suffer, whether it was directly in front of me, my mom or dad or my sister to other family members, to friends, to families, to strangers. And I've always connected with that. And, and I just wanted to help, you know, and, 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 and growing up, there was always this burning desire. And of course, always having that, but as I went through school and, um, decided to pick a major and things of that nature, you know, I, I tended to pick, okay, well, what was, you know, I, at one point I wanted to be a psychologist given what I've gone through, but, you know, once I started talking to people and some cousins of mine's, uh, cousins of mine that were very influential to me, um, you know, started talking about business and other lucrative options at that point in my life where I kind of shifted towards that and ended up doing finance accounting and all that. But, and it's almost kind of come full circle, but before I go into that, you know, there's a lot of different things that have happened, these pivotal moments that you talk of that have shaped who I am today. You know, it's funny, the other day I was listening to Grant Cardone and one of the things he talks about when he's on stage is, you know, we talk about how some people are introverts and extroverts and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I remember him talking about last week was, um, you know, that that doesn't exist. You know, like we we, we were born and it's not like, 
oh, okay, you're an introvert, you're an extrovert. He put it in a pretty good perspective. He talked about how, you know, there could be, let's say, a little girl here, and let's say it's let's say it's my daughter. I don't have any kids, but let's say this is my daughter for for conversation's sake here, and and let's say she's kind of shy. Well, I'm you know I could be meeting some people, and, I, and then she's you know being shy, let's say, and I'm and then all of a sudden I tell these people, oh, she, you know she's just being shy, she's shy, and all of a sudden start to program her, right? I'm she's hearing that she's shy, she's hearing things that are coming out of my mouth. The next thing you know, she tends to emulate that. She she becomes that. Um, and so the reason why I'm bringing this up is I felt, and maybe I heard this and was programmed it in terms of, I was shy and things of that nature, introvertedness, uh, an introvert. And, and one of the things, whether that may be the case or not, I remember this is kind of like a, a random thing that people might not know about me. I used to break dance back in the day, like, prof- I don't want to say professionally, but we used to be a part of a crew that we used to go to tournaments and do, and this was like from sixth grade going forward. The reason I bring this up is because it was one of these things that was very uncomfortable for me um, and, and doing, but it really kind of got me out of my shell. And I remember that being, even in the very beginning, a pivotal moment because that got me more social. Um, that got me out of my shell. That got me into starting to already practice and embody this um, getting out of your comfort zone. And I think... I think a big thing throughout my life has been doing things that have not been comfortable, whether that be experiences directly or indirectly created or conversations indirectly or, or directly created. And, and I think Tim Ferriss has a very good example about that. He says, you know, I'll probably chop up the quote, but it's something along the lines of if you want to you know, know or to be successful, no successful man, it's, it's the amount of uncomfortable conversations or experiences he's been a part of. Um, and so I think that's, that plays a, I think those are some pivotal things throughout my life. That's of course starting off, but there's probably a lot more juicier ones kind of recent if I, uh, take a moment, but you know, I think that's a big theme in terms of being uncomfortable and in being those situations and, and seeing kind of what I'm made out of through that and, and, you know, doing that deep inner work, you know, I've been doing self-development work for about 20, 20 years um, biohacking for six years, deep inner work for six years. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of like, I guess a glimpse into how I started, but there's just a lot of pivotal moments, a lot of the, the, the deep inner work that I do. And there's so many, I don't even know where to start. Um, that plays kind of some pivotal moments that really shape me and make me the person that I am today. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a lot of that stuff, just, just doing things that are uncomfortable so that I'm constantly evolving, whether it be, you know, personally or professionally. Yeah, man, I I can definitely relate to that. And, uh, it's such a common trend that I see amongst our networks and circles, uh, of people that are in, you know, service professions and, uh, you know, really wanting to give back something of value to the people around them is that uh, you've, you know, most of us, we've, we've come from a place where we've, we've had a lack of something, right? Um, mm-hmm. Either perceived or real, and then that creates sort of a void and that doesn't feel good. And, you know, we want to feel whole, we want to feel connected as human beings. And so it drives us then to uh, essentially, you know, solve that problem for ourselves and then 
quite often, you know, want to do it with others. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 beautiful to hear um, just a little bit about that. And by all means, if if really juicy examples come up, or maybe they, you know, maybe they will as we talk more. Then I would love to hear, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a few more of those. But um, okay, so yeah, the the combination of the health stuff with the more internal stuff and just the idea of the comfort zone. Like I really had to uh, take pause yesterday. I was speaking to a friend and this is a friend who, you know, I struggled with addiction uh, to various substances and so forth and depression and just had a pretty heavy existence for the last few years. And when I speak to him, like it's so easy for me to forget what it was like before I sort of came out of my shell or, or learned to coax myself out of my shell more so. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when you're talking about breakdancing because the first club I ever went to in university, you know, as a way to meet people and, and have some fun was like the breakdancing club. Uh-huh. I, remember, nice. I remember, you know, they, they just taught us like some basic moves, you know, like a, what's it called? Like a, a 10 step or something. A six step. Six yeah. Six step, six step. So they, they, taught us, <laughs> they taught us the basics. And, uh, but at the end, you know, they throw on the boom box and they're like, okay, you know, this is like, uh, what do they call it? A cipher where, mm-hmm. where, you know, everyone throws down in the middle for like 30 seconds or so. And everyone, you know, they get cheered on. And I remember being so mm-hmm. nervous when it was my turn. So nervous. Yeah. And, you know, I just got in there and, like, I did something. I, I, you know, I moved and, like, moved to the music in some way. And, you know, everyone sort of, you know, celebrated. And I probably looked like a fool. But the feeling of relief and empowerment and freedom that came with that experience. Absolutely. Was profound. And so... It's amazing. It always amazes me just how simple it is to get out of our own way and get out of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. To let that flow come back in because that's where the magic really happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that <clears throat> I'm glad that you uh, that you brought it up like that in terms of you know I, I was extremely scared myself, but of course in the moment there's really nothing else that existed at that point in time. Not not the past where depression comes from, right? Not the future with anxiety. It was like, I'm out there on the floor doing the six step or the up rocks and, and, and some kind of, you know, my own flavor and some power moves and whatnot. And it was like, okay, this is it. I'm here. I'm in the flow. I'm in the mix. And it definitely was empowering. It definitely was some freedom. I felt alive, truly alive in that moment and nothing else existed, but that moment and that feeling of, of, of aliveness. And I think uh, it's awesome that we're talking. I didn't know I was going to bring up breakdancing, but I mean, um, I think that um, goes to show. And, um, you know, I think people are, more, you know, talking about it more, doing it a whole lot more in terms of, okay, let's, what, and I think, you know, being out of your comfort for, is going to be different for different people. But, um, you know, that's one of the things, I actually wanted to create a program at one point to uh, just called Fail Faster, you know, like let's, and, and I actually do that kind of with my clients in terms of, you know, it, depending on the situation, we'll, you know, play kind of the no game, you know, where, um, you know, just collect as many no's as possible. Like that's, that's the game. I want you to collect a, a bunch of no's just to like shake them up a little bit. You know, people are so afraid of rejection or being uncomfortable and it's like, you know, whether it was from breakdancing up to this point, since I've been in so many uncomfortable situations, 
I don't mind it at all. It almost feels comfort now because I've done that so many times where it's oh, like wait, I on. crave that almost because then all of a sudden that maybe, you know, consciously and unconsciously it's this um, wanting to feel alive and free and in flow. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, I love it. Yeah, well, I find it's, it's great. I th- and I think, you know, the guys at the Flow Genome Project, they talk about flow being almost like the most addictive drug um, mm-hmm. if you want to look at it like that you know it's it's really a combination of many sort of neurochemicals and environmental factors um, but that state right that state of absolute vital aliveness um, mm-hmm. that yeah once you once you get a taste for it and once your physiology is sort of accustomed to that and able to hold that charge um and that those higher sort of vibrations if you want to say so it definitely becomes a uh you know like a healthy addiction i would say or a a, a compulsion Mm -hmm. it's like uh just just one of these universal um universally appreciated and desired um experiences it can come in so many different forms, right? Be it breakdancing, be it writing, be it hiking, be it, uh, you know, in the middle of a workout. Mm-hmm. And so I love, I love uh, engineering our lives. And this is something that you said in the beginning of the call here, you know, talking about uh, not or being unwilling to do anything that's not in line or aligned uh, mm-hmm. with your value-driven goals. Mm-hmm. I celebrate when I meet people who are at that point, right? Because, and, and maybe you can explain the process uh, of how you got to that place, or, or if there was, um, what, what's allowed you to get to that place? Because I know for me, it's been a journey and it's been sort of piecing it together along the way and getting designing life to be more and more in alignment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just amazing how the universe supports us when we have the courage to make those decisions, right. To step in a mm-hmm. direction and to, to trust that, uh, what wants to come through us is, is, um, going to be supported absolutely um yeah you know the way that i um have found my purpose passion why for life has always been inside of me just like it is i i I believe for everyone else and you know it, it definitely takes time you know i think a lot of people are trying to master their external world but they haven't mastered their internal world yet And what I mean by that is really finding who they are at the core. You know, I like this. uh, (laughs) uh, I was watching a movie last night, just kind of. And the reason I bring that up is like, I remember. And and there's so many like I could mention, like, you know, Tony Robbins and self-development people that are doing some great things. But I'm a big movie buff. And I remember Fight Club. I remember one moment in there where he's talking about you're not. And I don't know if I can cuss on this thing, but you're effing khaki. Yeah, you know, you're not your, you're not your fucking khakis. You're not, you know, the car that you drive. You're not this and that. And it's all this kind of 
things that are not us, right? We just acquire all this kind of stuff. We're programmed in such a way. And it's like, okay, well, let's peel that away. Who are you at the core? Who are like, I often look at my, my new nephew right now, first nephew ever. He's five months old, such a beautiful human being. He's at his core right now, right? He's at his true self. And, and then of course, at that point in time, he'll, he'll be educated by my sister, my brother-in-law, society, school, et cetera that will apply all these things. So what I, my journey really is, is to try to find who am I at the core and what will really bring me peace, fulfillment, you know, love and, and joy to my life. <clears throat> and so along that journey, I think a lot of people, and I'll just speak for myself cause I can't speak for everybody, but you know, in the past, I would read a bunch. Like I said, I did about 20, you know, I remember in like fifth or sixth grade being in Barnes and Nobles reading in the self-help section just because I wanted to be a better person um, so that I could be a better brother, father at one point, husband, and just all friend, all of the above. And uh, and that stemmed from a lot of things, you know, this feeling I'm not, I'm not good enough, I don't have enough mentality. A lot of the work that I do with some men's work and things that we've talked about, but always soaking up this information and especially in today's age, age, it's this information overload. And I think people get trapped with that and not necessarily apply. You know, it's like read the same book three times. You're going to find something different every year if you read that book. Like it's just this constant, I, I feel like, this information overload and not a lot of direct application to life and then tracking, measuring, and all this kind of stuff of that. So, you know, we're all going to get to that destination. <clears throat> Do you want to be on the direct train to get you there? Or, you know, do you kind of want to take various trains? Like it might take you longer to get there. Um, in the past, I've taken a bunch of trains. And, and now, of course, I'm on a train that will definitely get me like it has a very beautiful scenic route, unknown and known, which makes it even more beautiful. Um, but trusting of that. But I think what helps people find their purpose and passion can be different for everybody. But I think it takes mastering that inner world, finding who that true self is, really doing the work. And there's various types of work that you can do. You don't have to do necessarily one. It could be different for everybody because we all are different based on our genes or epigenetics, um, our experiences, who we are. But taking the time, I think, is key. You know, we're so distracted these days, you know, with with our cell phones, with TV, with with, you know, the information overload that I talk about. Always doing, 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 hardly being or allowing things to come to fruition or allowing things to come. And so what I mean by taking time is like it could be literally taking time to whether it be to meditate, to just sit quietly, to take some time off just to be by yourself. A lot of people don't want to be by themselves. They might be scared of thoughts, feelings, emotions, what have you come up and arise. But when you do that, it's more of that, um, you know, that being a witness of, okay, well, let's, let's, let's be a witness of myself, see what arises, start to see what's going on. Like what's, what's arising internally and just watching it like a movie, like I was talking about, you know, watching it like a movie. And, and the next thing, you know, you become kind of the, um, you know, you, I don't want to, for lack of a better word, analyze you know, oh, interesting that this come up and not judging it or, or being harsh on yourself, but just like taking notes like, oh, interesting that this is coming up. Interesting. I feel about that. And I think along that road, you start to, you know, start to work on that inner world that I was talking about. And I think that's kind of the first step into really 
okay, I'm going to open the door to myself. I'm going to open the door mm. to this inner world. And then from there you can choose what kind of self-development, what kind of deep inner work, whether that be, you know, um, a conference, a book, a person, a connection, some, some uncomfortable work that I was talking about, or, you know, and then through that, of course, you know, through any of that stuff, there could be certain things that, you know, you can write down and there's certain exercises that you can do, but there's so many different routes. It's just taking the time to actually do so and, and doing that for you, because ultimately we're all going to die. And it's like, well, what, you know, sometimes people are living other people's lives. Like let's, let's sit down for you and let's open up that door to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, can be a very scary door to open up. Right. If you've had a lot of time of being disconnected or disembodied, I know for myself, I spent most of the first, you know, 19, 20 years of my life seemingly uh, in my head to a large mm -hmm. degree. Right. And I still will catch myself like, oh, shit, I haven't done, you know, I haven't done like a really deep either embodied meditation or, or movement practice in a couple of days. And I'm, I'm feeling like off because of it, mm -hmm. uh, feeling not like myself. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's really stood out just from hearing you speak there is like the importance of knowing yourself mm. and being OK with whatever that means. Right. Whatever, whatever or however, you know, you mm -hmm. show up or, or your personality, the way you best work, because it's very hard, I think, to um, fit that into a nice, neat box like like our society might uh teach us is is what's normal or is what's you know desirable it's like you got to look this way act this way make this money <clears throat> date these women or these men or you know whatever it is um and so really to have the courage right i really see this i see all, i mean all self-work anyone who is doing self-work or has done personal growth work i really applaud them because it's a courageous act right to open that mm. door and to do that heavy lifting um Mm -hmm. And it's something that, you know, ultimately, of course, we have books, we have we have uh, teachers, we have we can have guidance, mentors, uh, but it has to be sort of um, you got to take responsibility for it before anything can really get done. Um, so I applaud people and I applaud you for, you know, being on this journey since, geez, the fifth grade. Uh, that's, that's definitely early for, I would say, getting into, you know, these types of concepts and, uh, and it shows just in the way you speak and, and, you know, um, the more I get to know you. So it's, uh, it's super exciting. And I would love to drill into one of those areas of work, which we did speak about before, which was the men's work. Mm -hmm. I, I see more than ever um, in my life and in the lives of many of my friends, and I just turned 26, so that's you know where I'm coming at this from, being in my mid 20s, and having not uh, had you know a very healthy uh, or uh, strong um, masculine role model always sort of present or present more often growing up to mm -hmm. help me make that transition, you know, from childhood into manhood um, and to navigate those waters and to learn some of the things that I think as men and not to generalize, but I'm going to generalize <coughs> that as men, we are not necessarily 
predisposed to be great at, you know, emotional intelligence for one. Mm. Um, and I would just love to hear sort of a bit about your own experience in that realm and like what that's done for your life and what you, you know, how you engage with that currently or how you can see that progressing. I know that was a lot of questions rolled into <laughs> one, so take it as you will and we'll roll with it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the more juicier recent things. Uh, one of my clients, um, kind of end of 2015 into 2016, had recommended uh, this men's work that he was a part of. His name is Brett Harmeling. Uh, he's um, he's a financial advisor and, and, and yoga teacher, kind of helping p- people find balance on and off the mat. Great guy. He's actually like rescued 52 people or so like in the recently in the Houston hurricane, hurricane Harvey and, um, just done some amazing work, um, there in Houston. And he was the one who told me about this men's work and it was with the mankind project. And given the self-development junkie that I am, (laughs) I, uh, you know, when he brought it up to me, it was just like, Oh, absolutely. What does it cost? Oh yeah, no brain. Let's do it. And it was like two weeks in, you know, two weeks ahead of time. It was like, two weeks prior to this, 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 this weekend. And it's called the NWTA. It's new warrior training adventure. Um, it's an intense 48 hours. And when you talk about being outside your comfort zone, it definitely is that physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in community, the connection with others, your external world, your internal world, all of the above, and just a group of men that really hold space for that to happen with these various processes. Um, very powerful event. I got initiated April of 2016, Atlanta, my grandfather's, which is a couple hours away from Houston. And, uh, just a wonderful experience. You know, some of the, the work that I did there enabled me to really step into my power, really continually getting comfortable with this meat suit that I am. Uh, well, not that I am, that, that I carry, uh, really finding who I am closer to the core as I peel back the onion layers, if you will, and finding out who I am and um, being comfortable, like you said, with all of it. And so, you know, they deal with a lot with like shadow work, which is the things we hide, su- suppress and deny about ourselves. And we usually distract and, and all this kind of stuff and really about facing all that. And they have some archetypal roles of, you know, the king, the warrior, the lover, the magician and how that how, you know, how we have all of that. And and, and along our hero's journey, if you will, which uh, I definitely love and want to inspire people to embark on that hero's journey, to accept it and to find out where you are. Right. And to really appreciate those peaks and valleys of life, especially the valleys, because there's so many lessons and so much love and growth from that area, just depending on how you see it. And so without going too much on a rabbit hole with this stuff, some of the things that I had to break through in a lot of things are um, some shadows or gremlins or there's so many different groups that will call it different things. But, you know, it's this ego, this ego centered, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough mentality um, or even I'm better than, I mean, there's a ton of different themes that can play for an individual. For me, I definitely had, I wasn't good enough. I definitely had, I was, you know, I don't have enough. I definitely had, I'm better than I definitely, you know, worked through some other things of, you know, I never, um, I always done a lot of things myself, 
you know, I never had a mentor until three months ago. Um, you know, I just, and that goes based on how, you know, what's happened in my life and my experiences, but, you know, breaking through some of these things, breaking through, finally asking for support and, and, you know, just all these stories, you know, when I talk about, you know, that's, that's actually the number one human impediment <clears throat> is that we live in our heads. You talked about it, right? When you're not meditating it is this number one human impediment where, where we live in our heads with this constant analyzing, worrying, judging, um, you know, we're either in the past cause our stories are running us or we're in the future, hoping, wishing, praying, or maybe, you know, most likely afraid of what may come next when really all we ever have is this present moment. And, you know, through that work, especially, I was able to break through some of these themes. And that's my story, right? There's, there, everyone has their own story. And, but, th- but those are some universal themes in addition to more based on your experiences. And it's just, it's been a fantastic journey. Uh, I've now staffed two. So I've been on the other side of the table now staffing. And then you have these kind of I groups, these integration groups after the fact where men can, can meet in groups you know, once a week, every other week, depending on where you're at to continue the work and to continue to get better so that you're, uh, you know, a better brother, you know, boyfriend, husband, father, friend, what have you, uh, just better person. And, and so that you're finally, you know, enjoying life, that whole pura vida, right? Soaking up the bone marrow of life. And, um, that's what I'm all about. So I, I definitely enjoyed entering into that and continuing that work. Mm. Yeah, the more I hear about it, in particular that weekend, the more I'm like, okay, it's only a matter of time before it lines up and either they come back to Toronto or someplace, you know, that I can drive to or get to um, because it sounds like exactly what I would want and need. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's the... I mean, I, I have attended, I attended one I group that I was invited to by a, a friend of mine. Um, and it really struck me just at how, like, okay, like down to business in a sense, like um, people were willing to get. And, you know, they, they, of course, have this context of having known these brothers and done some intense things together. Um, but just as an observer... It was like, okay, this is like, they've got something here that is clearly working um, and is, is providing a service and a space and a container for support that I really haven't seen anywhere else. Um, you know, aside from going and paying some sort of therapist to help mm-hmm. you, you know, work through whatever is going on. Um, but these guys would just, you know, it's like, okay. Who wants to do, you know, some, who has sort of stuff to deal with? Okay. Who can help him? Okay. Let's do it. And I was, I was just, uh, super, super inspired to see that and intrigued to know that, you know, this is like a worldwide thing, a worldwide movement, mm-hmm. part, of, part of sort of the new men's movement that mm-hmm. is going on that is providing these access points, uh, for men to be initiated, um, because the more I look at my own life and the more I, I study and reflect and listen to, you know, wise teachers, the more I see that uh, the lack of initiation is is at the root of a lot 
of not only, you know, men struggling, but then those struggles being, you know, uh, projected onto the world or onto others or onto women in a, in a destructive fashion. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically it. What I mean by shadows, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like, you know, think about your shadow. It's behind you. Your unconscious mind, <clears throat> your unconscious mind is driving you. So people wonder, you know, even friends that are women, they're like, you know, I don't know why I keep dating the same guy and it happens over and over and over. Right. Or the guy who says the same thing or the guy who doesn't know why he's angry all the time or the guy who doesn't understand why, uh, you know, whatever, whatever events that he is not happy with in his life personally or professionally. And, and they just don't know why it's because unconsciously these things that you're talking about that have never got dealt with the initiation, the initiation that never took place is driving them. And until you bring it to light, bring it to surface and say, here it is, I welcome it rather than distract, suppress, deny it because you may or may not know it. And the more you bring it to light, and it's not that it'll ever go away. It's not about eliminating the ego. It always will be there. But it's just about saying, oh, there it is. And the faster you can identify it, the faster you can say, oh, this is this. And welcoming, opening the door and say, I'm glad you're here. Even if it's an emotion that arises, whether it's, you know, fear, sadness, um, you know, shame, guilt, whatever it may be, that I'm glad you're here and breathing into that. And, and that then emotional intelligence that you're talking about, but without going on a rabbit hole there, it's just about, yeah, it's a shadow because it's unconscious. And until you bring it to the conscious mind, it'll never, you know, it'll, it, it won't go away. And, you know, there's a great statistic in my journey through biohacking and, and certifications and to where I'm at now, one of the ones, um, I was taking some neuroscience classes and, um, along with an accreditation with, uh, with the Academy of brain-based leadership. And I was shocked, you know, talking about the non-conscious mind is this statistic. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It blows my mind. I was actually just talking to my brother-in-law's friend about it yesterday. Uh, his name is Deacon. So, you know, we process, we process information two ways, right? The conscious mind and the non-conscious mind. And, and what's pretty profound is that the mind processes 11 million bits of information per second, 11 million bits of information per second. Now, out of the two ways we process information, conscious and non-conscious, out of the 11 million, guess how much the conscious mind processes out of that 11 million per second? I'm going to say like, I don't know, 50,000 maybe? Okay, good guess. Uh, so out of the 11 million bits of information per second, the conscious mind actually processes only 40. <laughs> <laughs> like four zero. Not uh, four, not, you know what I mean? Like four zero. Yeah. Yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> so isn't that wild so i mean you know i just wanted to put that into perspective a little bit like what's the takeaway here the power of the non-conscious mind and until you bring that to the conscious it's going to be driving you mm. and so that's some of the work as well there too bringing it to conscious being okay with that and the next thing you know because i mean if it's subconscious you're not in control of it right and when you when you open up that door and say, "I'm glad you're here," you're no longer suppressing, denying, or distracting. Here it is. Welcome to the party, whatever it may be. Then it dissipates. It disappears. It 
the power is lessened because in, in welcoming it, you have taken control, if you would. It's not about being in control, but mm-hmm. you've taken the power over this thing that has been taking power over you your entire life. Mm-hmm. And so it's this interesting it's this interesting mindset, this perspective change, looking at it differently, right? And sometimes, you know, you, you change the way you see something, game over. You know, then you show up differently. Yeah, yeah. And it's reminding me of, I think it was a guided meditation of some sort that a past partner of mine sent me, which was essentially just um, inviting the inner demons to tea. Um, Uh, Yeah. Same idea, you know, it's like, I'm glad you're here. And literally in this in this exercise, though, it was like you would set up two cushions and you'd set up like a teacup or two and you would sit down across from this empty cushion. And then you would assume sort of invoke whatever the, you know, dark shadow, whatever that side of you is. And then you would physically get up and turn around and sit in the other cushion. Oh, wow. And then just allow whatever comes up to come up and just be there and love it and accept it. Mm. It really struck struck me as a really uh, just novel and interesting way to to potentially deal with some of this stuff. Um, I love it. So by physically acting it out, right, getting the whole body, getting the physiology engaged to make it that much realer, mm. which I thought mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah, I think anytime you you combine mind body. You know, gut, spirit, all of the above. Um, this, this, uh, you know, that goes into play with also a big fan of bioenergetics. You know, kind of, you know, a little bit of that. It is um, the more that you can combine all that, <clears throat> and without talking about the weekend, because we can't. It's special to the people who go. <clears throat> is uh, you know, there's on a high level some bioenergetic work where when you are. are th- thinking about something, feeling something, seeing something like all the senses are involved in everything that, you know, there's this book called the body keeps the score and the body absolutely keeps the score, um, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And, um, you know, when you can release that, when you, when you combine all the things that you're talking about, you're able to, you're able to, how do I want to put this, expel a lot of that, that has been trapped really down to the cellular level. The cells house those memories. The cells house all of that information. And when you can do this bioenergetic work or combining a lot of things that you're talking about, it, it really is able to be released down to the cellular level in which I love to do a lot more things now at a cellular level, which is recent. I mean, which is one of the reasons why I've recently decided to, to partner up with the Pulse Centers because they deal with the cells or as a biohacker deal with cellular things, whether it be photobiomodulation, whether it be, um, you know, um, near infrared, you know, bio, well, that would be the photobiomodulation or whether it be the PEMP stuff that I joined or um, anything that increases mitochondrial function. Um, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, there's all these things that can do that stuff, but I love even more so now when I can work at the cellular level. Yeah, well, it's like the roots, right? It's the root of mm-hmm. whatever is going on. And, uh, yeah, I love, well, rather, uh, as we're talking, I'm just seeing more and more, you know, through these various technologies, and I definitely want to dive into what you guys are up to with the pulse centers in just a second here. 
Um, but it seems like, you know, whether it's a new sort of uh, meditation technique or some sort of a biofeedback device or, uh, you know, whatever it is that's on the cutting edge of sort of health and transformation these days, it all seems like it's getting too... Um, direct communication and accessing of the subconscious right or of the unconscious and mm. uh, then being able to influence that right and i've seen various uh various devices where you know you hook yourself up and it runs different currents and electrical pulses through the body and then can tell you okay you know you're not going to do well eating avocados or you've got some sort of a parasite in your liver or you know you've got uh, emotional trauma stuck in your third chakra like you know depending on the modality and the tech that you're using um, we can actually get this information right without necessarily having although it still works to do it the old-fashioned way and have you know someone use like a pendulum over your chakras or something like that uh, but we're, we're just being able to uh, like fine tune, I guess, the approach and get really specific with it and mm. more, more targeted, right? To really understand, okay, this is one of the root issues. This is what we're going to do to uh, bring it back into balance. Um, and then seeing how, you know, the body, the mind, the emotions, everything follows suit and can improve drastically in such a short period of time, you know, relatively um, when we do allow ourselves those opportunities and that that inner exploration as it were yeah absolutely you know one of the key things that i love that you brought up is this <clears throat> bringing into balance and i think balance is such a key word in our in our daily lives right now um and when things are brought into balance that everything follows suit um I love that in, in, in so many ways, and there's so many different rabbit holes to go into at this point, you know, but that's actually one of the reasons why I actually like this technology because it brings back, brings you back into balance. A lot of the times, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, or what have you, um, our voltage can go down, you know, based on how we live our lives, you know, what we're drinking, what we're eating, um, the emotional stress, the emotional trauma that you're talking about, um, you know, just everything, any kind of, any kind of experience in any of those quadrants on a voltage standpoint will be lessened. And we are very much like batteries or cells are like batteries and they'll be depleted in voltage. And, and when I talk when you talk about balance, one of the reasons why I love this, not only because it's at a cellular level, but it brings you back into balance. And so, um, you know, this is, um, you know, our cells, by the way, an interesting statistic is, um, or statement here is, you know, our cells are designed to operate at about 20 to 25. I don't want to say about their cells are designed to operate at 20 to 25 millivolts, speaking of voltage. And that's, a, and that's equivalent for like, you know, people who are listening, who maybe like want to talk pH, that's equivalent for a pH of, 7.35 to 7.45. Now, you know, when our body, when, 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 when we drop below 20 millivolts and well, how do you drop? Well, again, any of those things, whether something on the physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual quadrants have been depleted, right? I mean, if you're not eating right, if you're not sleeping right, if you're stressed, if you know, you're fighting with your, your boss, or your girlfriend or your boyfriend and, um, 
you know, you're not sleeping well, um, you know, just not living a, a good, healthy lifestyle, just all of the above on a voltage standpoint, that's being depleted. And so when we drop below 20 millivolts, our cells become sick. The first sign is usually pain, then chronic pain, then disease or disease, right? And then chronic disease, et cetera, et cetera. Same thing dropping on the acidity, on the acidic scale. Our bodies become acidic. This is a very, very good, great parallel here. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I think about bringing back into balance how everything follows suit, that's exactly what this technology is doing. And it's optimizing the body and mind so that it can heal itself because the body, our bodies were intended to heal themselves. But if we as a battery, our cells as batteries, you know, if your battery's at 2%, it's not going to be working well. If you're at 2%, if your cells are at 2%, you're not, it's not going to be working well. And so what this is doing in a nutshell is bringing that voltage back for your body to heal, for your body to recover, for your mind and body to perform better, to feel better uh, in any of these quadrants. And so, you know, when I think about, um, you know, ancestral wisdom versus modern technology, you know, these are one of the modern technologies or biohacks, if you will, that I love because this is optimizing myself so that I can do the work, whether it be the men's work more so, uh, because if I'm feeling better, you know, I'm, I'm better able to accomplish my goals in that self-development journey. Yeah, and it's the whole idea of, you know, you have to fill your cup first so that you can share the overflow with others. Mm, so if your yeah. cup is always leaking, right, if you've got leaks, emotional leaks, physical leaks, poor diet, not sleeping enough, it's, you know, you're you're always drained, you know, physically, mentally, on every level, you're going to be drained and you're going to feel drained mm. and you're not going to be of much use to yourself or anybody else. And Absolutely. For, and for people listening, you know, I want to uh, let's, let's take a little bit of a dive into what the actual tech is. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine we're talking, you know, pulsed electromagnetic fields, PEMF. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's other things that you guys bring into the centers or sort of complementary approaches, but for someone who's maybe never heard of PEMF, let's give them like the you know the the few minutes overview. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, yeah, PEMF. Stands for pulsed electromagnetic fields. <clears throat> now, some people think too. You know, we're in a point right now. If people are paying attention, right, with this non-native EMFs, um, this is not like Wi-Fi or or you know some of the things that we're trying to um, eliminate or get rid of or, or 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 minimize because that could be you know harmful to ourselves. This is actually helping balance that this is the good type of energy that flows from the ground. I mean, the ground, if you stuck a voltmeter in the ground, will register at 7.8 hertz of pulse. Like there's a reason why when you go grounding or earthing outside and you have your bare feet out on the grass or the sand or the beach, you're feeling well. It's well because there's pulsed electromagnetic fields being pulsed through your foot into your body, making you feel well, helping you heal, helping you recover, helping you perform better. And so there's lots of things that have that. I mean, we are very much made up of this energy. And so um, I'll say this. So, you know, we call this cellular exercise, to put it very simply. And the reason being, you know, probably numerous reasons. One, maybe because it could be identified, you know, a lot of people exercise. And well, when you're exercising, there's a fluid exchange. There's a fluid exchange of carbon dioxide and oxygen. 
Now, when you're exercising your cells, like you're doing when you sit down on our full body chair or lay down on our full body bed or have any one of the three accessories that we have to target in certain areas of the body, it's going to be charging your cells. Now, the fluid exchange that exists or that takes place while you're charging your cells is that your cells are better able to expel toxins from the cell, but also bring in more oxygen and nutrition into the cell. And so, you know, that's one way of, of putting this cellular exercise. You know, a lot of times, even in today's world, um, we may be eating well or maybe not eating well, but we don't absorb things cor correctly based on a lot of the damage we put through our body. We're not able to absorb a lot of the nutrition, even if, if, in fact, we're even eating the right nutrients for our body. Well, because we're exercising the cells, it's exercising that cell membrane allowing it to be more porous, allowing for further nutrient absorption into to where to where it really counts. And so and you know a lot of people you know someone was just asking me yesterday, well how you know is this new or what? And really no, not at all. Like Nikola Tesla, if anybody's from are you you're familiar with Nikola Tesla, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean he discovered that electricity was literally everywhere and pervades everything including cells of the body. Now you know, as the first to demonstrate the restorative principles of electromagnetic fields, his research evolved over time into what we now know today as PEMF. But, you know, over the past, I'd say, I don't know, 40 years, researchers all over the world, you can find this everywhere if you Google it, like on PEMFinfo.org or look at PubMed, PEMF, on various things. They've studied, you know, the researchers all over the world have studied the effects of PEMF and have conducted thousands of peer-reviewed studies um, you know, if it's known for reducing, if not eliminating joint discomfort, stimulating bone growth, um, an adjunct to treat uh, post-operative edema and pain. A lot I've been seeing that recently. Um, depression in patients, like unresponsive to medication. Um, and, and there's so much. I mean, there's like reversing the bone loss and muscle degeneration experienced by astronauts. They use that. Um, supports the immune system, helps relax muscles. I mean, it goes on and on and on, but it's because it's charging up the cells back up to where they can actually do their job again. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, to simplify for people, right? So, essentially, we're helping the cells get rid of the bad. Yeah. Bring, bring in the good. good, yes. And then function how they are meant to function. Yeah, because then that's like you said. You bring everything up to balance, then the rest follows suit, just like you said earlier. And that's the thing. Like what's interesting about this too is that like you'll lay on the bed, for instance, and it's going to be different for you, for me, or for someone listening. And what I mean by that is that it'll actually identify any energy imbalances, any electrical imbalances in your body, and then it'll charge those compromised cells in that area. So like if you lay down, you might say, man, I feel it in my heart or I feel it in my gut or I feel it in my toe or I feel it in my knee or I feel it in my shoulder, or I feel it in my lower back. Wherever it may be, it's going to be different for the other person in line because we're all different. We all had different types of pain, discomfort, whatever it is we're dealing with it on a physical, mental, emotional basis, it'll find it because it's speaking the same language as the nervous system and it'll find it and it'll charge it. And, uh, yeah, it's been fascinating, man. I found out about this back in 2013 at a bulletproof biohacking conference. And ever since it's just been one of those things on my radar, um, and you know how, you know, we were talking about being connected, you know, uh, with the universe, with ourselves. And, and you know, when we were talking and it was one of those things that it was always in my vision. And ever since I started in 2013, 
I started a book. I went to a conference, was hearing about it, was hearing it from this person. And before I could pull the trigger, um, you know, Pulse Centers found me at the Bulletproof Bulletproof coaching website. And back in July and ever since, you know, have done my due diligence research, went to go visit them in their manufacturing lab in Atlanta, Georgia, and, you know, met the executive team, all that kind of stuff. And it's just great people, man, great company. I think just in a great time right now. So super happy and grateful to be a part of that and to bring awareness to it, man, because it's helping a lot of people out there in so many ways. Definitely. Definitely. It's one of those things that I think is just going to become standard in the sort of anti-aging or Mm. integrative Mm. medicine clinics or the biohacking laboratories of the world that are popping up. Yeah. It's just going to be one of those foundational pieces, right? Yes. And only get more and more essential as, you know, 5G rolls out and the Earth's magnetic field keeps changing and fluctuating. Um, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be an essential piece for yeah. our, our holistic health. Absolutely. And you mentioned bio, biohacking labs. Uh, Dave Asprey, a part of Bulletproof, he not only has our machine, but he uh, they actually just bought it and incorporated it into their biohacking Bulletproof labs in Santa Monica, California. Okay, so if anyone is in Santa Monica or visiting, they can pop on in and uh, <coughs> try it out for themselves. Absolutely. Or you can go to PulseCenters.com, and on the top right, there's a locate button. And you can just type in your zip code or your address, and there's multiple people, whether it be private individuals, chiropractors, health and wellness centers, uh, holistic practitioners, you name it. They can potentially have our unit, and you can go, you know, try a demo. Go out there and, and, and test it out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Have you tried it? Have you tried it before? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I've tried the exact same machine. I've tried the the IMRS and the and I think the MRS machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember the name of the company that was producing those or using those. Um, I've, I've used those and I've used another one that was like, it's felt like way stronger um, that I'll have to get the name of as well. Mm-hmm. That this one, actually, when you sat in the chair, would, if you turn the intensity up high enough, it would, like, force your entire body into a contraction, um, which I don't, I don't know if it's the, actually the, the best way to approach this sort of thing. But uh, my friend seemed to think it was it was keeping his cells in tip-top shape. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I have definitely experienced it. And um, it was only a few years ago, actually, at a conference up here in Toronto. I think it was the Whole Life Expo, which is one of our big holistic health conferences. And the whole theme of that conference was, or the, the, the featured pavilion, rather, was called Tesla Mania. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, and so they were bringing uh, a lot of awareness to the history and the story of Nikola, Nikola Tesla and his research. And the combination of PEMF and ozone. Mm, yeah. And there may have been one other thing that sort of completed the triangle of what he was uh, working with. But those two for sure were, were, were highlighted as just like, you know, this is sort of the next generation of quantum healing and, um, you know, what's going to help us to, to really thrive in the coming years. And it's been... Uh, it's been in my awareness ever since, 
And so it's it's great to connect with more people that are you know bringing that out to the world in a larger scale and sharing it and um, and just giving people that experience right that experience of being sort of revitalized on the most foundational level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And you know one thing that I think about even in your podcast title, redefining reality. One of my jobs now in the business development realm of Pulse Centers is is bringing this, you know, new reality to people or, or having them dive into this, you know, redefining reality for them because right now it exists in some way, but it, whether it's the stuff that we talked about early on in this podcast or on this particular topic, it's, it's, it's this consciousness transformation. You know, my mission in life, by the way, is to create space for connection, consciousness transformation and mind-body peak performance. And when I think about this, it's like, this technology is so beyond its time that a lot of people are like, what is it? I don't get it. This and this and that where, you know, there's a lot of thought leaders, a lot of CEOs, especially recently a CEO of Google X. I was talking about our technology has been on the rise, just five X 10 X and will continue to be on that rise. And if our collective consciousness doesn't reach, doesn't, you know, reach or balance to where the technology is at, we're done. And, and he, you know, he gave numerous examples. One of them that he talked about was like, you know, I don't know, years ago. Uh, and this may be like a very harsh example, but this is the one that I'm remembering right now that's coming up to my mind is like, if you wanted to blow up a building, I know that sounds crazy, but it's like, you know, you had like a missile or something like that, you know, it cost two point something million dollars and, you know, boom, it, that's what it would take. Well now because of technology on the rise, you need a drone, could cost you $3,000, and then $1,000 worth of dynamite to hover that dynamite over that on that drone, hover it over a building, drop it, and that's 4000 now, rather than from $2.4 million, whatever, to now $3,000, $4,000. It's like if we don't have the awareness or our, our consciousness come up to where the technology is these days, then we're done, you know, and, and, it, cause, and, and that's, of course, like an extreme example, but you know, it's like, there's so much technology out there right now. It's like one, we need to understand it Two, How can we apply it? And three, how can we, uh, make it good? And so when I think about this technology, it's so far advanced that now one of my jobs is to bring the awareness of this up to that point, changing, having this redefining reality for people, uh, you know, this consciousness transformation that I speak of, so that it can be equal, so that it can be in balance, so that people can finally start to utilize and say, hey, how can it help me and, and, and the person next to me so that we can become better in, in, in basically, basically everything that we've talked about on this podcast? You know, because like you said, if we don't fill up our cup, um, then how can we fill up anybody else's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really does seem almost like a race against time in a sense to to create that awareness and, and help to facilitate that shift before mm -hmm. you know something you know something irreversibly catastrophic happens on the planet mm -hmm. um, and so it's it's a beautiful time to be alive and quite the quite the sort of stage you know the way the stage is set these days the stakes are are very very high 
and for those of us that have been studying this and tuned into this, you know, we, we see that, and I think that's what really, for myself, drives me to do the podcast, to talk with interesting people, to, you know, uh, connect people to each other, to, to keep the conversation going and bring more people into the conversation mm. so that we can turn what is typically, you know, a really small community of biohackers and health people and help explode that, right? Ex exponentially increase the size and the scope and the impact um, of people who can, you know, understand this and speak the same language. Um, mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's what, every time I go to an event or to a conference, I'm like, you know, reinvigorated even more so to just see, okay, more and more times I'm meeting people. Yeah, we speak the same language. And you just you just know there's like that underlying, uh, you know, sort of similar way of seeing the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, and usually similar values and similar, you know, lots of things that that do create that sense of community, right? And that sense of and facilitate that connection that you talked about as being part of your mission, mm -hmm. uh, which is definitely what I'm about as well. And so. Yeah, it's uh, exciting times, exciting times. And, and for people listening, you know, if you if this is your first time hearing about all of this, it can be overwhelming. Uh, it can be a lot to take in, especially if you don't have any sort of scientific background um, to understand, you know, pH and electricity and that sort of thing. But there are some good resources out there. And, and all of the things that we have mentioned, that, that Emilio has mentioned that we're talking about, will be linked up in the show notes so you can go over to brianhardy.ca forward slash emilio that's e-m-i-l-i-o and you'll find you know links to you know uh pulse centers and mankind project and all the different things that we've talked about so you don't have to worry about you know taking notes and trying to look things up i will link that for you in the show notes and a couple other questions as we begin to wrap up, um, and I love it, you kind of answered one of my questions. One of the questions I always ask is, uh, or attempt to always ask, I don't always remember, but is mm -hmm. what, what comes up when you hear the words redefining reality? So uh, you, you sort of, you know, you've read my mind <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're, you're living it, you're doing it. It's your work. It's who you are, mm -hmm. um, which is fantastic. And so I want to, I'll jump over that one for now. And I would love to hear if you have a, we'll start with evening. I like to talk about, you know, more than just the morning ritual, but the evening ritual, you know, the last hour or so of your day, if you have like an ideal day, what mm -hmm. might that look like? Yeah. So in terms of like an ideal day, well, how do I wrap up the day of that ideal day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In terms of the night routines, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, we are crap, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit and you know, we are what we repeatedly do. And so I definitely have the morning routines, night routines and efficient breaks. Speaking of the, the, the night routines, um, there are a couple of things I always do, and then I always kind of like throw in a couple things here and there, depending on that day. But in an ideal day, wrapping it up, uh, I'll definitely have some meditation and or neurofeedback. Uh, I like neurooptimal neurofeedback. I started using that personally and then um, have been incorporating it to when I started my coaching practice. Um, so meditation and or neurooptimal neurofeedback. Meditation, I use various things, whether it be uh, headspace, uh, just some mindfulness meditation where I concentrate on my breath. Or what I really like 
where I can just sit down or lay down and put earphones on is the Holosync meditation where there's some really quality binaural beats that put me into certain brain brainwave level states, like from a beta, alpha, theta, delta, and then keeps me in delta. Really helps me with a lot of creativity, insights um, of that nature. Um, I will always, um, you know, before bed, I, I do raw honey as well as brain octane oil from Bulletproof because when I'm sleeping, you actually need energy while you're sleeping to be able to um, process a lot of the non-conscious thoughts that have occurred during that day throughout the week. Um, and um, your brain needs energy to kind of get that all done, just to put it simply. And so that's one of the things I definitely do in terms of consumption. Uh, definitely made sure that I was hydrated throughout the day. Um, I'll do some essential oils. I love essential oils from doTERRA. Uh, I'll do some things like rosemary uh, through the scalp breathing that in. Uh, I'll do some on guard to help my immune system. I will do, um, some vetiver, kind of like a, a nature kind of smell. And then, um, a lot of different ones. I mean, I, I use various types of essential oils that I very much love. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely light is huge. So like even, I mean, when the sun sets, my place is either candlelit, you know, with candlelight or, you know, halogen bulbs or red infrared light around the house. Um, I'll have my blue blockers on along with the various computers, TVs, phones, having an app to kind of have that red light on. So I'm not consuming red light so that I'm not, you know, decreasing my melatonin for good night's sleep. So definitely with the lights. Uh, let's see here. What else, man? I, um, light's important. I'll definitely start to wind down. You know, one part that I never used to do that was very hard for me to change because I, you know, now that I found my purpose and passion, it's one of these things where I remember seeing a quote before jumping to this place in my life was, if you're ready to quit the nine to, the, the nine to five, you better be ready for the 24 seven. And it's so true. And so what I mean by that is like, I'll be working to the wee hours of the night. And it's like, look, if I want good, deep quality, rejuvenating sleep, then it's like, all right, let's turn my mind off with that. Let's stop the working and let's relax and wind down with some of these things that I'm talking about mm -hmm. and doing something that I love, whether it's reading a book or having a conversation with someone I love um, or just being by myself and just being like allowing just for whatever to come up. Um, so the, so the, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm like, for some reason, like right when you asked that question, I almost went blank. Those are definitely some of the things I do. I know there's like three other main things that I, you know, incorporate. Oh, two things that just popped up. I do, um, Lee, uh, Leanne Veneer. I'm here in Austin, Texas, and I need to, I need to visit her here again now that I'm here because I just moved here recently, but I do her, um, it's this rejuvenator, which is bio, uh, photobiomodulation. It's this red and infrared light. Um, biophotonic spectrum of light that is a mitochondrial enhancer. So when we're talking about cells, really helps for repair and rejuvenation. I have some scarring on my face that I'm trying to get rid of, so I'll put that on my face. If you're connecting me with Instagram, you'd see that I did that this morning and last night in my story. Um, so I'll do that. That also helps me kind of calm down. Like I, I put it on my chest for about five minutes, and immediately that that red and infrared light on my chest right before going to bed, literally I could already tell, like it just, I start getting really drowsy. Um, mm. 
so that's something that I really, really love. And then uh, I'll do some magnesium. I used to do this, but I'm not doing any supplementation as of now because I'm actually I'm actually testing out a quantum necklace uh, tri-vibe that is supposed to balance all my micronutrients and deficiencies. So, but when I was not testing this, like I am now, I would do some magnesium at night. Um, some magnesium thuronate or, or, or citrate or any one of the, anything that has ATE at the end would either take a pill or, or mix. Um, so that would be really good for my sleep. And last but not least, cause I can go on forever. These are some of the main things that I do, but, um, without going on and on, uh, I think what's big for me the past couple of years is tracking my sleep, uh, finding out, given that we're on the topic of night routines, finding what works for you. Cause I think there's so many great things to do, but like really finding out what to do. And so I've tweaked mine over time to our, okay, X, Y, Z, you know, kind of like the ones that I just mentioned are what gets me into deep sleep and really good REM sleep. And the way that I track it nowadays is through the aura ring. Uh, so I have an aura ring that will track my, you know, sleep, my readiness and activity, um, and so these things that I mentioned help me get a, like a 90% and above score um, of deep rejuvenating rest. Beautiful. Yes, that's a, quite a comprehensive list there <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to dive into. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The one that stood up for me was the Red Juvenator because yeah. I've al- I always thought that um, that, that sort of light would be kind of stimulating but I guess if you're shining it more on your core, then it's drawing the energy down out of the head. So sort of more peaceful, quiet mind and, and helping to just heal the body. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, great that you brought that up. So, and to be honest, I on this particular topic, I couldn't speak intelligently about why that is. Yeah, there's certain things. I guess it depends on where you place it. Um, I remember just talking to Leanne Veneer and she, t- she was telling me about that cause she has so many different, I don't know if she calls them protocols, but different placements where, mm. you know, that helps out. Um, and I know when she told me that she puts it on that area, that kind of chest area at night that it just did, it just did wonders. And so once I started doing that, I definitely felt that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I always like to focus more so on the evening routine because I think it's the evening routine that sets up the morning routine, right? Absolutely. People people often get so gung-ho, oh, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m., I'm going to meditate, I'm going to journal, I'm going to, you know, do all these things, exercise, do gratitude, affirmations, and then, you know, if they're staying up till like midnight, it's like, okay, good luck, right? Good luck making a sustainable practice of, uh, of you know sleep deprivation and trying to push yourself, <laughs> yeah. push yourself through you know the morning so absolutely man I and, love it and you know I, always, I, I given that I'm a biohacker I'd mention all this stuff but I'm, you know one of the biggest things is what you just talked about man the gratitude I definitely have my five minute journal that I write about and that I really feel um, and shift into a place of heart coherence um, and then of course I'm, I'm a very spiritual person so I have my prayers that I do that really just you know, uh, make me feel really good at the end of the day. And I don't want to say make me feel good, like in a sense of like, you just make me feel, get back to that place, that heart centered place that it was a great day. I, I was able to help and serve, uh, which is really what I signed up for these days. And, um, mm. it just kind of brings me back to that place of, of just, um, I don't know, overall goodness into my, maybe my true self to where I'm able to have a really good peaceful sleep in that manner. 
Yeah, man, connection. Absolutely. Connection to self and connection to the divine. Mm-hmm. That's that's the sauce. That's the secret sauce. Oh, and you know what? It's so funny. Out of all this stuff, so one thing that I did incorporate, because I'm like, man, what's all the stuff that I do? God, I do a lot. Now, I'm grateful to have the, the XL Pro. We have different models of like XL Pro, X1, and X, like depending on, you know, price range and whatnot. I'm lucky enough to have the XL Pro because I used to demo it. But I just lay on the bed for 30 minutes on the Earth's grounding, which is 7.8 hertz that we were talking about, but like maximum level. So it's at a therapeutic dose. So really 15 minutes will do it for you. But I do about 30 minutes every night. Um, and that will just after a hard day in a good way, um, I just lay on that and just, man, takes you from fight or flight to parasympathetic and just really relaxes you. Um, and so really I oftentimes just roll out of that and just jump into bed and have a, an amazing sleep. Oh, I'm sure it sounds like it. That definitely sounds like a formula for deep, deep, deep rejuvenation and growth and rebuilding. So fantastic fantastic a couple more things one thing that you have either recently or are currently in the process of letting go of and it could be a behavior a thought a habit what have you oh man this is a juicy one brian (laughs) i love it no and that's 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 a key thing man key thing so, yeah, I'll just be, you know, real, raw, vulnerable in this sense. So, so I recently got out of a relationship about maybe three to four months ago with, you know, every time I'm in a relationship, it's someone I can think about marrying, you know, and I've gone through some intense relationships, three in the past, my goodness, I don't know, past seven, eight years. And, you know, this one of recent, very beautiful woman in Inside and Out didn't end up working out for us for, for a few reasons, but... um I, 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 you know, I, I, there's a lot to talk about here, but in terms of letting go, it it would be of that to to talk in generality here. But, um, what I mean by that is that, you know, one of the things that we were talking about in the men's work and everything is that, how do, how do I put this? Um, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just say it. So, you know, um, my, uh, growing up, you know, my dad was an abusive dad, like in, in, for my mom, um, more verbally, emotionally. And, you know, it was one of those things that, um, and without going into too much detail, cause I know we're wrapping up. I, if something would happen, I would always go and consult and counsel my mom, my sister throughout that. And those, that was one of the things when I talked about earlier about the suffering, saw that and wanted to console them. And comfort them. And, you know, at the core, you know, that was one of the things that followed me to where I am now. And one of the things that I had to break through is that, you know, I've been in some toxic relationships in the past. And it was one of those things like they could have done something really horrible to me. But the once I saw them cry or feel bad about anything, then that inner child, that core would go and want to console them, even though they could have just, you know, did something horrific to me. And it was this this very gut, heart-wrenching thing to kind of go back and forth on. And so, you know, my core, given that uh, knowing that this is not the right relationship for me, the core of me, that inner child to some degree, wants to go and console. And um, 
to, to continue to help, even though that's not the right path for me. And I need to let go of that. And so it's, it's again, it's not in my non-conscious anymore. It's conscious. I've put the light on it so much to where finally I've broken through. And it's that continuous reminder of, you know, I'm glad you're here when it comes up and saying, nope, I don't need to follow that. And you don't need to go back there. This is something that I need to let go so that I can continue to live my purpose so that I can fill my cup so that I can help other people because, you know, that's one of the things that actually drains that comp, that cup or provides holes in it like you talked about is that if I go back to that subconscious way of living of if it doesn't suit me but I'm just helping the other person, I'm not helping myself, not in a, a selfish, egoic way, but knowing, loving myself enough to know what's right and wrong and, and, and letting go of that because it's going to help both of the parties, both of us. Um, that's one of the things that I have been working on and, you know, uh, working on letting go. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. That's one that, uh, I, I as well have, uh, definitely come up against and, you know, had to really recontextualize it to see that allowing the other person, you know, the the agency and the responsibility to own their own uh, reaction or emotions or whatever it is that's coming up um, and work through that without being comforted or consoled <laughs> immediately, which is such a human uh, reaction. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just thank you for sharing it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to take this moment just to acknowledge you, and, and thank you for being here. But just for for being, you know, the man you are, and the the servant you are, and the uh, helper and coach and just evolutionary force that uh, that I know you are. Um, it's been a pleasure. It's been a real pleasure to dive deeper and yeah, I mean, we could chat for hours and hours. <laughs> yeah. We'll, I feel that we'll way. Probably yeah. do a part two. Um, for sure. Maybe in person, maybe in person. Yeah. And I finally make it down to Austin cause that's on my short list of places. Yeah. Are you coming to the paleo effects? That's the plan. Oh man. The plan. You're, you know, you're welcome. You know, any, any friend of mine is welcome to stay. If you've never been, uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, I, I'm getting my place here in Austin, Texas, January 2nd. So if you need a place, let me know. And um, I'll have the machine with me. You can jump on the machine as well. And we're actually, um, we, we, Pulse Centers, by the way, is planned to be there at Paleo FX. And uh, I'm going to say, I'll just, you know, there's some exciting things coming up. And I'm going to say uh, we plan to make a big splash. So I think you should definitely come by and and see what's about to unfold. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And last thing, last thing, and you don't have to rush through these by any means, but uh, I would love to hear what might be three resources or teachers, teachings, documentaries, books, what have you, that have, uh, you know, really influenced you or that you might suggest for someone who's listening to this and wants to dive deeper. Um, it could have been something that we've already mentioned, but I'd just love to get sort of your top three resources that we might uh, share with the listeners. 
Yeah. Well, you know, other than Pulse, because <laughs> I'm a big believer of that, which is why I've partnered with that in numerous ways, I definitely uh, would you like, you know, check out the locate button and Pulse and read about that. But in terms of resources from a lot of the things that we talked about, um, and the reason I just bring up Pulse is, is that whole thing that we we're talking about, filling the cup. Because if, if you're better physically, mentally, emotionally, then uh, then you'll be able to kind of achieve your goals. Not kind of, you will. Um, but other than that, because I do believe in that very powerfully, is, ah, oh, let's see, books. Let's talk about books for a second. Um, the, there's so many. Um, some of the ones that are coming to my mind right now are, ah, oh, let, me, let me pause here because there's so many. My goodness. Some recent ones that I really enjoyed are, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life by Wayne Dyer. It's the translation of the Tao Te Ching. Mm. And he does a, Wayne Dyer does a great job of, of translating the Tao Te Ching. He spent a lot of years translating that. Um, and it's called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Uh, I have the audio version. And just, man, I think it's going to be one of those things I can constantly listen to and find so many different things and learn so many different things for the rest of my life. Um, and it's just really, it's going to open up this, it, it'll redefine reality for you, period. Mm. And, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, another one, you know, I mentioned Holosync meditation. If you've never done meditation, a lot of times people find it hard to do. Um, one of the reasons why I like that is because I like I like music. I like sound. I like sound healing. I like sound therapy. I like music. And so this is a time where I can just, you know, a lot of times people, you know, don't know how to do it or they, they get frustrated with meditation, whatever. Well, this is some modern technology that allows you to, you know, actually there's a, you know, one, one hour of Holosync meditation is equivalent to seven to eight hours of traditional meditation. And the reason being is, you know, experienced meditators can get into a theta state, which is a very meditative state, a very creative, insightful state, speaking of brainwave states. And it takes a long time to get there and sustain it. Well, with this meditation, the binaural beats, it'll entrain your brain to, it'll, it'll, it'll put you into a, from a beta like we are now or an alpha like we are now, down into a theta into a delta, which is more of like when you're, you know, sleeping and then keep you there. So the fact that you're able to cycle through these brainwave states because the music will get you there, um, it, it's enabling you to reach higher levels of meditation. And because of that, I've been able to, I don't know, re connect better to myself and the external world. I've been able to have a lot more creativity, super learning, um, insightful wonder, awe happen in my life when I have engaged with that. And his book, the guy who came up with that is the Bill Harris, uh, the person of um, CEO and founder of Centerpoint Research Institute. And his book is a great thing to actually, if you want to like some, have something to come uh, compound the effect. His book actually is one of the things that actually another one that has actually changed my life. Um, and it's called, let me see if I remember this correctly, Thresholds of the Mind by Bill Harris. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know he had a book. Yeah, that one's actually good. That's, you know, so many, these are just ones coming to my mind. I mean, it's, it's like this nine levels of conscious living. And I remember one of them being, let what you know, this. there's so many, but I remember one of them coming up when I was just starting that a few years ago was like, you know, let whatever happens be okay. 
and not having this, you know, not expecting or attaching myself to anything. And it was like a really kind of, it definitely redefined reality for me when I was doing that. Um, of course I would say, uh, you know, men's work, of course, since it's recent for me, you know, if you're a man or know a person in your life, um, that is a man or a male that, uh, that you care about. Um, you know, to be honest, it's definitely the best gift that I can give any man. And what's, what's cool about that is that the mankind organization actually has a woman's division as well. That's called the woman within. So if you're a woman and you'd like to kind of go through some similar experiences or similar work, um, woman with the woman within, uh, is, is, is some, a very profound experience to dive into as well. Okay. So much to dive into, so much to digest. Thank you again, my brother, for coming on and sharing your experience and your knowledge and just being open and and authentic with us and, and, and so generous with just, you know, the givingness, the giving nature that uh, that I continue to, to see uh, every time we speak. And uh, so, yeah, so for people who want to find you, and or the Pulse Centers, mm-hmm. what are the best URLs we can drop for them? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, besides checking out pulsecenters.com, uh, uh, you can find me, you can email me directly. You know, uh, I have various emails, but at the time I'm going to be doing primarily this Pulse stuff to spread awareness because it's doing a lot of wonderful things. And so you can reach me there at epalafox, and I'll spell that out for you here, but it's epalafox at pulsecenters.com. And so E as in Emilio or E as in Edward, um, and then Palafox, and that's spelled P as in Paul, A-L-A-F as in Frank, O-X, like Fox. So E Palafox at pulsecenters.com. I'm across all social media platforms. So, you know, you can find me at Emilio, if you, you know, it's Emilio.Palafox. Um, on Facebook. So if you do, you know, facebook.com forward slash Emilio.Palafox. And then on Instagram, I'm big on Instagram. And that's Emilio underscore Palafox underscore. Uh, but, you know, you can find me everywhere else as well on Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So you know what to do, people. If you've been intrigued, you got to go into Paul Centers. You got to find a center. You got to. Give yourself at least once, just give yourself the experience and the gift of being, you know, regrounded, revitalized, energized on the deepest level. Mm-hmm. And then uh, reach out to one of us and tell us how it went. Absolutely. And you can find Pulse Centers too on social media. They're just at Pulse Centers uh, across the board, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, just at Pulse Centers. Beautiful. Beautiful. So. Again, everyone who's been listening, thank you for your time and attention. Thank you, Emilio. I look forward to getting to know you better and to, you know, breaking bread in person mm-hmm. and, uh, and hopefully making that all happen at Paleo Effects this year or I guess this coming year. We're at the end of 2017 right now. Um, but man, thanks so much for being here and for everyone listening. Have a healthy week and keep redefining reality thank you thank you for listening my friends you know what to do if you appreciated this episode head on over to itunes give this podcast a subscription 
a rating and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep redefining reality. Calling me, hey, yeah. It feels like the ocean breeze. Come together, my tribe, come on, come all. We come for free. On a mission for personal sovereignty. Whoa, I. The sweet breath of unity, yeah. For our kin to Hawaii. Tale of the air, travel light with me. A rainbow bridge over the sea. On a mission for personal sovereignty On a mission to dance with the mystery On a mission to give unconditionally On a mission to spread love and light for free On a mission for personal sovereignty Planted my feet deep in the soil I never knew myself Until I opened up my heart and soul To be loved by the ocean and sky below and above I could not know myself, no Deep in my defenses I swore by the shield Drop off the armor, I'm barefoot to the field I now embrace myself an organic organism embedded within the system of naturality given my presence out of the living if it's any consolation there is isn't worth winning we'd be singing and dancing and spinning on the hill with the children the river delivers the shiver the quivers the quitters that riddle i planted and resources won't just sit in the middle beloved of the healing make a change for the better it's that rainbow tribe connection yeah we coming together whoa yeah 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 Child love is calling me here It feels like the ocean breeze Come together my tribe, come one, come all Come for free On a mission for personal sovereignty Who's with me, oh The sweet breath of unity, yeah Our kin to Hawaii Dear lover, air travel light with me Rainbow bridge over the sea On a mission for personal sovereignty Yes, I am On a mission to spread love and light for free On a mission to give unconditionally 
on a mission to dance with the mystery. I'm on a mission for personal sovereignty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my friends. In life, we all know it's easy. It's easy to get caught up, caught up seeking for love outside of ourselves. Through addictions, through other people, by any means necessary outside of ourselves, you know? But I'm here to remind you there, there is a humongous, endless ocean of unconditional love that resides within each and every one of us. And at times, the door is just wide open. The door is just open for you to walk through and just bask in this ocean of unconditional love. And when the door is open, I invite you all to walk through with me. So just, gonna walk through the open door. Hey. We're gonna walk through the open door. Walk through the open door Walk through the open door Walk through the open door And I'm bringing love inside And I walk through the open door The tribe is coming along to walk through the open door The love it never ends We're gonna walk through the open door place of infinite abundance walk through the open door i'm bringing fruit and gifts gonna walk through the open door with the love light in our eyes we're gonna walk through the open door your family's waiting for you to walk through the open door Tribe, come one, come all, just come for free. On a mission for personal sovereignty. It's free breath of unity, yeah, yeah, yeah. I begin to Hawaii, tail of the air, travel light with me. A rainbow bridge over the sea. On a mission for personal sovereignty. On a mission to dance with the mystery On a mission to give unconditionally On a mission to share love and light for free I'm on a mission for personal sovereignty 